Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, builders. We would love to welcome you to this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast. Here at the Build Your Success Podcast, we like to build you so you can build others. We do that through our coaching, training, and special events. We also do that with our special guest, and I'm grateful today to have Nicole Jansen on the podcast. For over 30 years, Nicole has empowered thousands of business owners and leaders to generate millions of dollars while making a greater impact in the lives of others. As a coach, she is passionate about helping leaders shift their perspective and solve complex business with the aim of creating more than just a prosperous world for everyone excuse me, a more and just prosperous world for everyone. She's the founder of Discover the Edge and Leaders of Trans- Transformation podcast. These podcasts have reached over 140 countries. So hey, it's great to have you on the podcast today, Nicole. Thanks for having me, Brian. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. So for the, for the uh, listeners, Nicole and I had some technical difficulties. So this is round two for us, but you'll hear it for the first time. So here we are today. I'm going to ask Nicole our first question question that we ask our guests. What does leadership and being a leader mean to Nicole Jansen? So for me, leadership is about inspiring others. It's about leading a vision. Certainly Uh, leaders do have uh, something that they're moving towards, a mission, a purpose, and they're inspiring others to come along with them and uh, get involved in that mission and purpose and fulfilling it. And really in the midst of that, though, it is really about helping people to be their best, creating environments where they can thrive. Absolutely. And and when our first uh, interview, you talked about what leadership was not. So I'd love to hear that over again. Yes. So I think leadership is not having more followers. So when, you know, nowadays, like in the course social media, everybody's, we're, you know, wondering about how many followers do you have and and that's what they want. They want to gain more followers. But really, you know, the 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 indication of great leadership is how many leaders have you built up? How many people have you mentored and empowered and created environments like I was just talking about so that they can thrive and be even better than you? You know, that is an indication of a great leader. That is great. And one of the things you said in your application here, and for those that are listening, if you ever want to be a guest on the podcast or know someone that should be a guest, go to our website, fill out our application. That's at buildcs.net. But in her application, she said that a leader should be part of the solution instead of perpetuating the problem. So tell us a little bit about that and, and why you have that thought about leaders. Well, I think that a lot of, you know, leaders, there's, there's, Leadership and then there's management. Okay, so let's distinguish those two. So management is kind of like maintaining. Leadership is about building and growing and moving forward. You know, fulfilling a, a mission and a purpose. Right. It's, it's. Um, you know, so when we talk about the the solution and not the problem, unfortunately, right now, and we're seeing this. There's like a leadership crisis going on right now in our country, that a lot of the leaders are actually part of the problem because the way that they're leading is not creating space for others to step up and thrive. It's really, a lot of it is designed and even we promote that 
You know, when we talk about thought leaders and, you know, gain more followers and get more of this and get more of that, get more notoriety, you know, get seen, get known, get heard. You know, it's really a lot about getting. And the problem with that is that it comes from a scarcity mindset. And when you come from that scarcity mindset, scarcity breeds scarcity, you know, and in, as a leader, you are creating spaces and, and in order to be a great leader, you've got to have that expansiveness where you can create a big enough space for others to flourish in and to go off and create their own spaces, if you will, and, and, and build their own companies and build their own visions and purposes. I mean, I've had, I have a coaching company. I've been coaching for many years. There was a point where I had coaches that worked for me and not because I went out and looked for them, but because they said, I want to work for you. And I said, well, I'm not hiring. And they said, I don't care. I want to work for you. And so I had a few of these coaches that started working with me, but intrinsically, what do I teach? I teach entrepreneurship, right? I teach the fact that every single person has value, massive value that they can bring to the world. And a lot of times the best way to do that is through entrepreneurship, or you can be an intrapreneur and work within a company. But, you know, a lot of my experience has always been about entrepreneurship. So I'm encouraging and, and, and teaching this and so forth. And here I've got these coaches that are working for me, self-employed, but they're kind of working under my, my brand. And so at some point they had all these ideas like, let's, I want to do this and I want to do that. And this one's want to do that. And I said, you know what? I think you should do that. I think that's fantastic. Go do that. Build your brand, build your business. I will hundred percent support that. Right. So that's a being in alignment with what I actually teach rather than trying to, um, have them come under me so that I can make more money and all that kind of stuff, you know? And it's been such a, a pleasure to see as they thrive and make a huge impact in the world. It's nothing better than that. Love that. Love the fact that they thrive. I do want to back up when we started that conversation, you said management is maintenance. And I know there's a lot of memes out there. There's this, this opinion that, that managers are bad. And you know, when you do the manager versus leader thing, it's not the case. We, we have to manage things. It's very important. And I like the fact you said maintenance. I like to think of that way. So I'm going to steal that from you going forward. But we need managers. We need to manage the, the processes. We need to do those things. You can be a manager and a leader. I, I, I believe that. I, I'm a project manager professional, and I hope I'm a leader too. But I, but I like the fact that you don't make that an evil. It, it, it's They're conjoined. You know, you got to Man, if you're a leader, you're definitely managing processes and things that to make things happen in your leadership cycle. So, so tell us a little bit more about that. I want to expound on that one. Sure. And you know, some people can be leaders and managers, and that's that's awesome. There are like when we were just talking about, there are distinct functions, right? A leader is kind of like forging new territory and they're visioning and they're like, this is where we're going, right? A manager, you do need that maintenance. So it, it it reminds me of this one client that I had who owned a franchise, a franchise system. Okay. They had built this franchise. So two guys got together, partnered up, built this awesome franchise system, great concept. And they complemented each other in terms of skill sets beautifully. Okay. So one is, was really good at, and it was in the restaurant business. So really amazing chef and understood the operations and the costing and all of that side of the business. The other one was the visionary, 
entrepreneur. He even said, he goes like, I'm a three-year guy. I'm a startup guy. I'm a three-year guy. That's what I am. And so they complimented each other really, really well. And then the uh, one partner, his girlfriend, significant other came on board and she started helping out with different aspects and operationally helping with marketing and supporting franchisees and so forth. Now, if we would have tried to, to get the, the visionary leader to manage people, it, it wasn't going to go well. Okay. That's not what he was really good at, but she was excellent at that. And the other gentleman was excellent at operations. So, so it's understanding comes back to the whole strengths building a strengths-based team is understanding the strengths. And I remember we sat in this strategy meeting. I had flown out to, to meet with them and he had the, actually, this gentleman had the title of president, but this lady was actually doing the role of president, you know? And so I said, look, I said, I think you need to give her the role. And so that she has the authority to operate in what she's already doing and release you from trying to be the president responsible for operations and dropping the ball all the time to being the leader and the brand ambassador, be the CEO. You're an awesome CEO. Be that go around and, and sell franchises, you know, go do that. And so as we did that, we, it, it's, it shows the distinction. Are they all valuable? Absolutely. Could he have run a company all by himself with just that visionary leader, you know, a uh, drive that he has? Not at all. Would they have been able to build, you know, the franchise system without that energy? Not at all. But together, they made a really great combination, really, really great team. And that happens a lot. So it's really understanding the role. Now, can managers also be leaders and drive forward and move in their department and, and forge ahead? Absolutely. Right. And they certainly did. But they understood their role was we are we are managing something that already exists and where yeah. he was creating something that hadn't existed and he was going out and forging new territory. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict, reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. That's a great segue into these personality types and, and how that, that individual, uh, that was his strength. And you talked about strength finders as well. I had a C personality described to me one time how she found out that the D personality type, and of course we're talking disc and we're going to get into that, but would jump from mountain to mountain while the C personality was taking care of the, the things below that, that peak and, and threshold. And she had to understand that. That, 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 that leader didn't care anything about, about the details to get from one mountain to the other mountain in the valleys and all those things. He was, he was that visionary that was going from mountain to mountain. So yeah, we definitely have different leadership types. So for, for the audience that doesn't know what disc is, you and I had this conversation before that sometimes I get disappointed when I go to someone and they don't eat, either they don't know what disc is or they didn't use it correctly. They stuck their, their profile in a file folder 
and and don't use it as the tool it can be to grow and develop teams. So let, let's talk about DISC and how you use DISC to, to grow and develop companies and, and individuals. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you have a tool and you don't use it and you put it in a drawer, it's not going to do you any good. You know, you can you can pull it out of the drawer, you can dust it off and say, ooh, see how shiny it is? It's really pretty, you know, or it's really nice looking tool. But unless you use it, it's not going to be uh, it's not going to be valuable. And the same thing with disc, same thing with anything, Myers-Briggs, so forth. And, you know, I've I've gone into companies and and presented and suggested that they would use this tool to be able to build better teams and so forth. And and they've said to me, oh, you know, we've done that before and we've had these Myers-Briggs people in or whatever type of personality, you know, back in the day there was the colors uh, which I haven't heard that much about these days, but the colors and then there was the animals and there's all these different assessment tools, which again, you know, I think about somebody and I forget who it was that said it, I think is, I think it was Tony Davies. We, we did a workshop like 20 years ago almost uh, together. And he said something that really stuck with me. He said, training without application is just entertainment. And, and it's so true, right? It's all about the application. So, yeah, so that's another one you say can that again. I think someone needs to write that down. So say that again. Training without application is just entertainment. Mm. I'm definitely and sometimes it's down. not that good entertainment either. You yeah, can go get some exactly. more. You can go to the comedy store or whatever and get a lot more entertainment or or the movie theater or something like that. It's a lot more fun. But um, you know, so 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 the thing is, it's all about the application of the tool. And so when I go into companies, oh, and I was starting to say about these companies, I would go in, they'd say, oh, I've got, we've done this before. But when I asked them, how many of your people actually use the tool? You know, so far, it's like a big fat zero. Nobody's using the tool, but they remember, like, that was a nice training. Check the box. We did a team building exercise. That's not the goal of this. And so when I go into companies, I'm like, this is not, if you want to do a cute little workshop and you just want to, you know, check the box, that's not actually what, I, I mean, I can do that, but that's not actually what this is about. This is a tool for you to better understand yourself, understand the way that you, excuse me, lead, the way that your people operate, the way they, the, you know, their behavior preferences. It's literally the human dynamics of your business and every business is a people business. And so from that perspective, when we look at that, we've got to look at the business as a whole and say, okay, so who's in the business? What are the personalities, right? What personalities do we need in each of these roles? You know, my the CFO, I want my CFO to be a detail-oriented analytical person. You know, I, I was, I used to be partners with my parents. They've passed away now, but I was partners with my parents in a business, family business years ago when I was growing up. And it was very, very successful. Now, my dad was an awesome presenter and he could connect with people immediately. He wasn't so much into building deep, long-term relationships, but he would like be your best friend. He'd meet you and be like, you just build rapport instantly. Great at presenting. You know, he'd make stuff up. People just like, I just love this guy. I don't know what he's talking about even, but it's all good. I want to, I'm going to be part of it. So that would be my dad. Now, if we would have made him responsible for the finances, it would have been a complete disaster. 
In fact, back in the day, we would go to it, we'd have events and so forth. And people would say, Oh, I need to get a check to Nicole or to Karen, my mom, I need to get a check to them. Can I just give it to you? And he's like, Oh, yeah, sure. No problem. Stick it in his pocket. And you know, we didn't know to ask for it because we didn't know it was there. And the dry cleaner would be like pulling it out of his pocket and going, Hey, you know, you got stuff in your pocket, because he would totally forget it was not a priority. See, so if we were to try to put him in that role, it would have been a disaster. Similarly, you know, he had certain strengths that we didn't have. And he was always like, you know what, put him on stage, get him talking out there, talking to people and, and building relationships. That was what he was good at. So again, coming back to it, it's like really understanding, who, you know, what, what are the, the strengths that you have on your team? What are the needs that you have on your team? So your sales team, what personality type is it where, you know, that they're, they're going to thrive more. So you start matching the role and the personality type. And, and that's where you can start to create that win. And also then you also look at, okay, so who's our customer? That's really important. How can we communicate to our customer? How can our marketing not just speak to, because the person writing it is going to speak from their own perspective, that it only reaches a certain small percentage of the market that, that you could, how can you say the same thing four different ways and reach everyone, you know, addressing the priorities of, of driving results and leading and being in charge that the dominant personality likes or the inspiring wants to know not just what we're doing and how we're doing it. They want to know who else is doing it. They want to read the testimonies you know, of other people that are using your product or service or the S personality type that wants to know that how are we going to work together in this? How does this harmonize people? How does this build community? You know, and the C personality type who wants to know the process and the procedure of how does this actually work? What are the ingredients? How does this, you know, how is this going to apply? How does this compare and value to something else in the marketplace? You know, and so you can start to tailor your communication. And that's just a couple of examples, but you think about vendors, you think about employees, you can't manage, talk about management, you can't manage all your people the same way. They're not the same. You know, you it's like hit at that point, then it's hit or miss, right? Some, it might work really well. And some managers, people listening might be thinking, ah, that sounds familiar, right? I've been trying to manage this one person. I think I'm a good manager. I manage this one person that's going really well. I'm managing this other person and it is not going well at all. Is it them or is it me? Or maybe it's not either. Maybe it's just a matter of how we're actually communicating that we're, that we're missing. It's like me speaking English and you speaking Greek. And no matter how loud I speak and how articulate I am, you're not going to get, you're going to get some of the gist, but you're not going to get the finer nuances of it. That is amazing. Uh, just some, some great ideas there. How to use DISC as a tool. You know, th the best organizations I've heard of, you know, actually on the cubicle or on the door, kind of have a, a, a brief description of what this person is when you go in to talk with them. You kind of know, okay, now I know the tone. I can set the tone. Of course, we're not, you know, narrowed down to this description. It's, it's not like a life sentence that you're this personality type because there are some things that affect your environment in different uh, applications. But for the most part, that's our core and, and they can know, okay, this is the type of person I deal with. I think that's a great way to use the tool that you and I are suggesting is, is a tool. It's, and it's not just a one-off, okay, we're aware of, we've got our awareness of what behavior styles are. We, we want to use the behavior styles to our advantage and, and have a competitive edge in someone else. 
Can I also add something additional to that? When you talk about the door and having it on the door, if if somebody's saying, well, we don't have that at our place, how do I know what somebody's personality type is without doing the assessment? You know, that's the challenge with, and that's why people don't use the assessment tools is because they have to go do the assessment to get the answers. And what I love about the way that Dr. Robert Rome from Personality Insights designed the tool that, you know, DISC model of human behavior and the way that he delivers it is that you can ask yourself basically two questions. And much of your audience, of course, probably been learning from you, so they're familiar with this, but there's two questions you can ask for the people that are new is that you can ask yourself, okay, is this person more outgoing or more reserved? Now there's varying degrees of intensity, but somebody is gonna be naturally more outgoing or more reserved. They have a fast pace or a slower pace. They lean into you when you meet them or they kind of hold back and wanna learn a little bit more about you before they're gonna trust you. So are they more outgoing or more reserved? Are they more task oriented or more people oriented? You know, if you you look at somebody's cubicle or you look at somebody's office, you can tell right away, you know, are they are they more task oriented or are they more people oriented? You know, is it very functional and organized and everything's in a in a place and it's efficient and it's productive? Or is it, do they have a lot of pictures of people around them or is it a little bit messy or, you know, is, is there a lot of awards, you know, that they've got all these awards and colorful blingy things or whatever. It's going to be very different. An I office is going to look different than a C office, you know? And so you can start to see, not to categorize, but start to see, you know, as soon as you walk in or somebody, the way they dress or their body language, you can, you can tell somebody's personality even by the way they drive down the road. It's awesome. And so it becomes a tool that you can naturally use. If I, if I meet a prospect, I, I can't say, you know, great to meet you. Can, you know, can I have you do an assessment for 20 minutes and then we can have an intelligent conversation? I can't do that. Right. So I need something that I can ask myself two questions. And with the answer to those two questions, I can get a sense of where they generally are going. And like you said, environment experience, grow upbringing, all of that's going to, that's going to color it, but this is kind of how they're operating, how they're showing up. And it'll give you a, a better indication rather than just like a crapshoot and hoping that you, you know, that you connect with them and they're like you. Yeah, that's great. And learning to communicate with someone in their personality type is going to help you get that rapport with them. So it's just great. You know, I did hear Dr. Rome do it that way. And I was, uh, the training that I got was similar to that, but I did hear someone else say that I liked as well. If you are on an elevator, and the door opens, are you going to meet your next best friend or are you going to uh, be like, I hope no one gets on the elevator at this point. So it's same, same idea, but it kind of gives more of an idea, you know, kind of a, a picture, if you will, mental picture of, of, of those personality types. So yeah, that's great. And I love to separate the room like that and find out, you know, personality types. I happened when I, when I took the training with Dr. Rome, I happened to be a D at the moment. And I'm actually, my eyes a little higher now. I was DI at the time. Now I'm an ID. But uh, he that part where he says the, the best day in a D's life is when they find out there's a God and it's not them. That's right. <laughs> that resonated. I just awesome. had to, you know, okay, okay, this is good. So. And D's, D's, and I'm a D, so the I can I can laugh about myself in this, but you know, the the D personality type, they may be lost, but they're making good time. And they're and I love what he says. He said they'd rather loop the earth than ask for directions, you know, 
<laughs> so how many times is, you know, ladies, maybe you've been in, in, in the car and your husband doesn't want to ask for directions and you're like, you know, you should ask for directions. Nope. And what do they do? They speed up and they're like, I will find this place. We'll but, get yeah, there eventually. Eventually. Oh, that's great. Well, we've reached that point in the uh, the podcast where we got to wrap things up. I'd love for you to tell our guests, and I'm gonna for those that are watching on YouTube, I'm gonna bring this up where they can find you, more about you, social media, whatever you'd like to share with us. Uh, for those uh, all, that are listening, it's leadersoftransformation.com. And so I'll include that in the show notes. But if you will, just tell the listeners what, what they can find there and how they can find you on social media. Sure. So that you'll find actually 391 plus, depending on when this is being released, episodes, um, because that's, my, that's actually my podcast uh, website. I also have on there a page, which is a media page, which shares some of the interviews that I've done on other people's show, shows. Yours will be there as well. And uh, there's also a coaching page, which talks a little bit more about the coaching that I provide and tells a little bit more about myself and some of the things that I subscribe to. So you can, uh, you can learn a little bit more about me. Of course, you can also go on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn and uh, even actually on YouTube, I have a channel, which is now it's uh, it was, I called it leaders of transformation. Originally, I just changed the name uh, to my own, which is Nicole Jansen. So either way you can search those and it'll, it'll come up. And, uh, you know, I've got some videos actually, so I've got the podcast, but then I also have some videos of just me talking through doing some training and so forth. And I'm building up that library of, uh, you know, talking about leadership and what it means to be a leader that, that, uh, you know, other people want to follow in the sense that, you know, that, that you can, you know, you're becoming a great leader, uh, in your arena and actually talk about disc on one of those, one of those, uh, episodes. So. That's great. Thanks for sharing that with us. For our listeners, I'll include that in the show notes, so you'll find that there. Do me a favor, share this podcast with others. I know that Nicole has dropped some great nuggets that your friends and family can use. Go over to our website, buildcs.net. You can see what we offer there. I've actually got an event in October called Live to Lead. It's something I host for John Maxwell. We've got some awesome speakers this year I'm excited about. So just check that out. You can actually get virtual tickets there as well. So go to our website, buildcs.net. You see what we offer. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.